Hello, and welcome to the Live as Lions podcast. On this episode, we're talking about moving internationally, part one, closure. When you welcome an international factor into your life, like work, marrying someone internationally, or even adopting internationally, at one point you might come to the crossroads that you need to move abroad. Today, we're going through the joys and challenges of moving internationally and the process we as a family went through practically and emotionally to close out our season of living in one country before moving to another. Hello, everybody. Okay. Hello, hello. We made it to America, Uli. We did it. Totally <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> we are in hot Atlanta today. Well, I guess it's not really hot Atlanta. It's not really today. hot. It's, it's wet. Yeah, we just got tornado warnings. It's very exciting. Yeah, what you've never experienced a tornado. We, we don't have tornadoes, and we we have maybe blizzards where I come from, but but no tornadoes, no, no. That's I only right. I know that from from the movies, Twister. You know, <laughs> here comes the cow. The best movie. No, the alarm on my phone went off, and Uli and Bobe and Fritz were all like, "What just happened? What is going on?" So, welcome to the South. So we are here in America after many months of chaos and fighting to get here and plane rides and containers and all in the middle of a pandemic and we made it and we want to share with you guys what we have learned through our journey of moving internationally the practical side of it all the many questions we keep getting asked how did you do it with a pet how did you do it with a container but also just the emotional side for us of closing out one season of living in Germany and now moving in America. Just to recap, for those of you who are just joining us, in our one of our first sessions um, with the whale being stuck, we talked about why we moved to America after living, for me, in Germany for 14 years and only his entire life, um, which was basically because we were not able to get our daughter's German citizenship at the time, and we wanted to do a second adoption, which would only work coming to Germany, and furthermore, basically because we just felt like our season in Germany was coming to an end. So our season of Germany has come to an end, and now our season of America is here. So Uli, you've been married to me for 10 years, avoiding coming to my country for 10 years. What is it like? <laughs> what is it like finally being here in the promised land? <laughs> I, I would, yeah, in the land where... Where uh, milk and honey flows, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I didn't avoid it. Oh yeah, uh, okay. I I just think, uh, yeah, we I think we we're just the kind of people who we were always kind of how do you say that like process oriented, you know? Hmm. Um, and now this process brought us here. Yeah, and I wish it would have been as easy as going to to the bus and then just buying a ticket and then you sit down and here we go, right? But <laughs> Or even moving down the street. <laughs> but hey, the um, country. it was a bit more complicated. Yes. Um, but before I got married to you, mm. um, there was, of course, this this factor and, and this question that I had to wrestle with. Would I be willing to move one day to the States because I'm welcoming this culture into my life right um, right and secretly i don't think i i ever thought that would happen not that i was able to really grasp what that means you know hmm. um but i knew this could be the case one day and now uh, it happened you know and and i'm glad 
Like, uh, right. I I'm think yeah. you kind of are like naive to saying yes to bringing another culture into your life without also saying yes to the possibility of going there at one point or living there, right? Right, right. That It might be naive, but again, at the same time, I don't really think I knew what it meant. You know, you, you can mentally prepare yourself for that. You can ask yourself these questions. You can role play. Uh, what, what would it look like moving to the States? But I, until it really happens... Mm at least for me, I didn't really know what what the package deal is and, and what it means to move over the, the big pond, you know? And who can? I mean, I still think I'm processing living in Germany and what does it mean to live there? So yeah, yeah. that makes total sense. But in general, you know, um, I'm also a, a person that is always interested in scouting and, and kind of like what's behind the horizon. And again, I'm, I'm not so much... Um, I guess my my priorities and my focus is different. You know, I'm 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 focusing on what is right now needed and the most healthy for this process in order to get where we want to go mm. as a family and what is important to us and how do we see these values being played out in our real life rather than prioritizing my Origins and where I live and where I want to stay and where, um, yeah, where I want to um, make career. You know, mm. that, that is secondary for me, you know. Um, Responding so, to the needs of right now. Right. Like for me, it's so, so actually this move and, and going with what is needed and going where I feel like we got to be, that is something that comes um, very naturally to me because I, 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 I drive that in, in these kind of situations rather than remaining in one place f for my whole life and creating all the different variables in my life around this place, you know? Right. But you did leave your home country and you did move across the halfway across the world. And so I think what we want to talk a little bit right now is about what was that like for you leaving your home country and what was it like for me leaving that country as well that I've lived in nearly half of my life, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and just talking about the process that we both individually went through and also together um, and then as a whole family of how we kind of left Germany, what it meant to leave Germany and how we properly tried to close that out because this this whole segment is on closure. So mm -hmm. what was it like for you leaving your home country? Oh, I think leaving my home, home country in relationship to the topic of closure, right? I think what I was avoiding the most was just coming to this closure. Yeah. You know, I just, I didn't want closure. I kind of, I, I, I was preferring, let's just keep every possible door open and, and, and possibly don't let's not even touch certain areas or or um, let's not deal deal with these areas, you know. Yeah. To to echo that, like when we started to actually pack, Uli did not engage for at least six weeks. Like I was packing, and Uli's like, "That's cool," and I'm like, "When are you going to engage?" But I knew that was part of his process. He needed to t time to just let it be real. Right. I, I so I didn't want closure because I I preferred 
keeping things the way the way they were, hoping that they, certain things can remain, but the move as well can happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want it all. So, um, uh, and uh, I think that was that was an interesting um, process. And, and in this process, I realized, you know saying goodbye so that was a big part saying goodbye to many things right mm -hmm. and uh, i realized you know it's not it wasn't so hard for me to say goodbye to the typical german things so uh the, the cultural things or the food or the, the customs right it uh, the, the real hard the really hard things were people and uh and of so course. always think thinking about this closure and this move mm. I didn't have a problem um, leaving things behind, but I had sh I had huge issues leaving people. Mm, you always, know? yeah. And uh, that was for me um, why I avoided closure. I saying goodbye, yeah, and 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 saying. Uh, so it's al also like, hey, I'm not saying goodbye. I'm 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 saying I'm saying see you later, right? So this, <laughs> uh, we, we go, I'll be around the corner. Like, oh, I already I already have a tickets back it's round trip you know so i already know <laughs> when i will be back here to see you right actually we only did one we, we don't but and we did that for that reason but these kind of <laughs> dynamics were suddenly very important to me kind of like okay how can i make sure people know i love you right you know i i'm not leaving because of you mm -hmm. i'm not leaving without any uh, worries I will miss you. Right. I love you. This is not easy for me because of you. But at the same time, I know I need to do this because I don't see myself here. I don't, I do not have the perspective to be here. And if I could just all day, just hang out with you and enjoy life. Hey, let's, let's stay. However, um, on my journey right now with all the different moving gears, I need to do this, you right. know, yeah. and and I think that was where I invested most of my energy to to find closure in relationships, mm -hmm. um, even to the point that I had to do practical things, right, to to get this closure, right, yeah. which we're gonna we're definitely gonna touch on, right. But I think like with that, the the issue was as we were realizing that this was real this wasn't just a we're hopping over for a few weeks or even a few months that we were actually realizing this this is a move um and that whether or not we will return back to germany that this season of living in germany was coming to an end and we needed to properly close that season out so Liz, how, how was it for you closing out this season in Germany? I mean, you have been there for 14 years. Yep. So how did you go about it to find a, a, a good end to this season? I, I think it did take me quite a bit of time to realize this was coming to an end. Um, just because I had been there for so long that it had just felt that is my world. That's my home. That's everything. And then layered on top of that the concept of leaving this country that felt like home to go back to what is known as my home country was just it was just a lot of emotions um but like i said it really was that moment where we realized we have to close this we can't just you know go with with all these things all these loose ends we have to actually 
bring it to an ending of this season in Germany. And so I think I was at a very different place than you. I think we were both going through a lot in that season. Um, but I was, I was pretty angry when we, when we moved, we decided to move to America Mm -hmm. with, with Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's hard for me to talk about because I love Germany. I love some of my most favorite people are from there. My husband's from there. My family's from there. My best. Yeah, that guy, he's a pretty cool guy. My best friends are German. Um, so it's hard for me to kind of, you know, talk about I was just in such a bad place with the country and the culture, but also it's it's my most treasured place at the same time. Right. So I think um, with everything that went on with the courts and with our process and just um, left and right, just feeling I just can't win here. Mm-hmm. I was so angry that I was just ready to leave also kind of angry and you know screw you germany i'm i'm leaving i kind of had this mindset of like you could have had me you could have had the best but i'm i'm leaving you behind pigs to the uh, pearls to the pigs yes pearls to the pigs um but i think more so i realized i was just so beaten down and broken um and i didn't want that to be how i actually ended my season right like I remember a a ongoing theme was that we every day said, "Hey, we got to make sure we don't have any loose ends." Yeah, you know? yeah. And we had to ask ourselves the question: How does this look like mm-hmm. in this area of work relationships? Right. In this area of family and friends relationships, mm-hmm. how does it look like in relationship to our belongings? And all these things, we always said, okay, where do we still see loose ends? Where mm-hmm. do we still need to make sure there are no loose ends? Even if it's very uncomfortable dealing with these loose ends or making sure there are no loose ends. Like I, I certainly had a couple um, conversations or a couple uh, interactions that I didn't like, you know, and I and I wish I, like preferably I wouldn't, wouldn't have to do them, you know, like right. I, I would have chosen like, no, I'm good. It would have been easier to just right. leave. Right. But it was a a rule that we established no loose ends. We, mm-hmm. we want to make sure everything is covered or we at least try to cover everything. Right. And the other thing was we got to make sure that our our attitude, our our perspective is right. Right. So that we don't just leave things or we right. just uh, we drop we drop things and just run away. I think that was the other thing. We don't just want to run away. Um, and we really had to find a good balance. When is it a good time to fight? Mm-hmm. When is it a good time to to try, to try harder, mm. to, to, to fight for, for better solution, to, to believe in good results, to have hope? Uh, and when is it time to say, you know what, um, now a like now is the time let it to move now yeah. we, we gotta let it go we gotta change strategy a it's almost like a you know a boundary was crossed right. or or something went to a point where we said okay now it's time 
for plan B. Or now we need to come back to the drawing board and reassess. And and that was a interesting dynamic for me to to always keep these two things in mind. Okay, no loose ends. Right. But at the same time, I'm not just going to run. Forcing know? yourself to close things off. And I think the big thing for us that we have always kept um, just as a, a forefront of how we like to close things is that how you close one season is how you will start another and so I knew that I was at this place of I was angry, I was bitter, I was broken, I was hurt. And I knew if I left Germany in that state, I was going to bring all that into America. And that was exactly how I was going to start our new season, which is a season that I just wanted to be fresh. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and coming back to what you said, it would have been so easy at that point to just run away, you know, mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm leaving it behind. I'm just going to the next, you know, the next season. And you find this over and over again in so many different places in your life. You're just going to bring that baggage with you. You're going to bring that pain, bring Mm. that hurt. And if you don't deal with it, it's not just going to stay there. You know, it wasn't just going to physically stay in a little closet in Germany, even though Germany doesn't ever have closets. Mm. Um, Yeah. For those of you who are really big into like interior design, that's a little tip. Make sure you realize there are no closets in most of the houses in Germany. You're talking about walk-in closets. I'm talking about actual closets. There are many. We have on-wars. Yes. No, yeah. built-in closets where you like open a door and there's a room to like hide all your stuff. See, he doesn't even know what I'm talking no, we, about. We don't hide our stuff, you know. <laughs> the there's Germans no, are, we, we, they we, keep everything no to, exposed. Yeah, there's no need to, to hide stuff, you know. Anyways... So, but we will we'll come back to the topic of stuff. Yeah, we right? will definitely talk about stuff. Oh man! So, I think that with with closing one season, the way that looked for us was going through every area of our lives and really saying, "How do I leave this so that I'm not taking it with me in a negative state?" To our next season. So mm-hmm. for me, it at the beginning, I it was really me asking the hard questions of, are there any relationships that I feel like I need to make amends, confront something, ask for forgiveness, forgive? Um, and that was that could have been something as <laughs> trivial as people at the checkout lines in Germany that just stressed me out every time I went to the grocery store because, oh my gosh, that is the most stressful place in the world. And I needed to- set go. Yes. I needed to just, you know, just forgive some of those checkout line ladies who broke many cartons of eggs of mine or to big relationships like friends that I was, you know, holding on to things or I knew that they were holding on to things for me or even writing- social workers for our cases and saying i forgive you Mm. um there was it was first it was relational Mm. it was that's where it always starts is like because those are the things that really matter to you right and those are the yeah that's what you take with you so for me it was first really um making sure that those were those were coming to amends and there was also relationships where i just felt this is not the time Mm. um it was walking with our counselors and our mentors and going, hey, there are some relationships where I feel like I should have those conversations right now and some where I didn't feel like it was the time and that I could actually go to the next season without um, touching that yet. Mm -hmm. And that 
and I see now why that was important. So I think it's it's not just it's really navigating what do you need, what are you going to take with you, and what can you just lie and 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 leave there. And I remember it also was very good to look at different relationships and different areas of life individually, and 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 analyze and assess them and be like, is why is this good? Is mm-hmm. is this bad? Is there a loose end? Because sometimes what I did was, well, I have a a hiccup in one area and I project it to other areas, right? So right. for me, I really have an issue with the dynamics of this international adoption in Germany. Right. And before I know it, the next day, goodness, I hate German bread. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, wait a second. Yeah, it filters let's, everything. Let's, let's like look at these two areas because I love German bread. And German bread was always great. It's and, good. And, and our family was always a big fan of German bread, but it's German. And because, so why do I suddenly have an issue with it, right? And I projected this issue or mm-hmm. this anger that I had f- towards a, one element in, with German culture or right. life in Germany to another, you know, and, and I, I had to have a check on these different areas, be like, not a way to, I need to differentiate, you know, and, and I need to keep, stay on top of, of these different areas to have the kind of like the eagle perspective and be like, no, well, this is a separate area than this. So even though my emotions right now just want to turn me into a green monster and shred everything, actually, I don't have a, a problem with German bread. And therefore, right. it's cool. The but bitterness. I still, I still yeah. feel about this other area. Right, the bitterness. And, and, and that in. was uh, a process mm-hmm. for uh, for mm-hmm. us to 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 accept. Also, <laughs> there is still goodness, right? And remind each other there is still goodness in this. The bread still smells. It t- smells good. It tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> but to also acknowledge, well, this is not so good, and it makes me feel like that. Not good, you know. I think. That's absolutely right. And I think what we did with that was we said, okay, we need to put our family in a position where we deal with the hard things, we confront the hard things, whether it's relational or cultural or whatever, to get to the place where our last season of Germany is just so positive. And we did something that was really, practically speaking, it was really rough, or we thought it was going to be really rough on our family, but it ended up being one of the sweetest, best things we could have done, which is before we moved to the States, we packed up our home, we got rid of our, all of, like, we let our house go, and we moved to Uli's hometown for two months before we moved to America. And the reason we did that is because we knew that our most favorite place in Germany, our safest place our most precious place is with Uli's family and we wanted those two months to be the last feelings that we had towards Germany right for all you lions planning to move domestically and internationally turn to Atlantic Relocation Systems for their professional moving and storage services their knowledge and experience of international shipping regulations and customs will ease your mind and take one less thing off your long to-do list with a network of local and global moving agents, logistic experts, and a team managing your belongings from A to B, rest assured that your items are in good hands and will be delivered on time. When our family looked for a moving company that would help us move international, 
internationally and store locally, there was no comparison to Atlantic Relocation Systems. They turned a gigantic project into an easy experience for our family. Our music equipment, artwork, and even our daughter's dollhouse all made it over the pond safe and sound. They did a wild job so that we could be free to move overseas. For 10% off your next move, use code LIVEASLIONS at AtlanticRelocation.com. That's 10% off with code LIVEASLIONS at AtlanticRelocation.com. Lions, for your next wild and free moving adventure, turn to Atlantic Relocation Systems. So there we were. We were ready to move you know, to America, make this big leap across the pond, but we decided to make this pit stop because we knew that it would be positive for our family. So we spent two months in Ort um, just jumping around in the forest, making a little tiny um, office space in Uli's old bedroom and sleeping in guest rooms. And I spent a lot of time in the kitchen with Uli's mom, learning some of Uli's favorite German dishes and Really, just completely immersing ourselves in the goodness of it was great German culture. It yeah, it was great. Like we had a lot of board game nights. You know, it was just a lot of time outside. We had fantastic weather. Um, we had so much snow, mm-hmm. um, and we just really made the most out of it and tried to spend as much time as quality time. You know, quality time with with our family, and. Um, we had a blast and we, we you know we thought okay this is going to be a, a pit stop that we feel like it's necessary but might be inconvenient but mm. it turned out to be amazing and even the you know um we went from a house to a one bedroom <laughs> apartment or, <laughs> all or guest, four of guest us room, in right? one room yeah um and we thought oh that, that might be a little rough but the simplicity of mm-hmm. the setup was mm-hmm. so freeing mm-hmm. and it was perfect for what we did. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm now see you, you can hear it. <laughs> when I talk about this time, I am, um, I'm loving it. It's yeah, so I, joyful. I, I, I yeah. look back and I have good memories and that's exactly what we wanted to achieve with this time in, in Ort. And I think what's so significant about that is that our situation didn't change. Our circumstances didn't change. Everything of, you know, what happened and why we we're moving, it didn't change. But we realized that even though the circumstances aren't changing, we can change. Our emotions can change. Mm-hmm. Our feelings towards something, our viewpoint can change. And we spent a lot of extra time and energy making sure that when we left, it was a good thing. Because it was also, I wanted it to be a good thing for you, leaving your home country, that you weren't leaving behind, you know, in a a bad place. I wanted for Bobe, when she thought about Germany, that it was precious for her. Mm -hmm. And I wanted it also for me, that I went back home, you know, not with my tail between my legs and just beaten Mm -hmm. down and broken, but kind of coming back going, wow, let me share with you everything of this grand adventure that I've mm-hmm. had and and of this precious mm-hmm. place. Yeah, we were intentionally uh, d- looking for the, the, the treasures and, and the precious things in Germany. Right. So we it was also a season where I definitely ate the most cake. <laughs> 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 I had a lot of cake because I thought, my goodness, who knows when I will have my cake again. Your cake again. So I was like, let's, let's indulge, you know. And, Let uh, them eat cake. So we had a lot of coffee and cake times um 
we had like let's have some beers you know we were mm. we were let's have board game nights we we were really trying to find all the goodies uh of of german living right of the culture and yeah. everything yes yeah. and so with that with making sure that we took the treasures that we wanted to take with us we also had to practically let go of other treasures or things that were no longer treasures for us and so we want to talk about how it was for us actually practically moving internationally um, and the steps that we took because we get asked this all the time like how did you do that you know how did how did that work and also kind of these were we've talked a lot about like you know the emotional things that we decided to do in order to make closure but also kind of what you go through when you're doing the physical things mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. closing down shop and closing down a house um and as well as the practical things become easier if you yes. take good care of your emotional yes. side, right? Like um, bringing all this trash to the trash so much dump. trash. Uh, f it felt easier just making sure I'm I'm good with all my relationships, you know, and and uh, emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. I, I'm good. Um, and I wanted to real quick talk a little bit uh, to to bring up this concept of of cycles. Okay. Right. So. Um, there's a, a therapy that's called Gestalt therapy and it pictures a circle and you every circle is a process that you start so with every start of a process you invest into this process with energy um, and you will get back energy when, when the cycle is closed you know so we also see that everything comes full circle mm. in life. And when you don't take care of an area because you don't want to or you forgot about it, whatever the motivation is behind it, 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 it might happen that later in life you come back to that and you're like, oh, dang, I, I totally forgot about this. Or, yeah, I, I, I should have maybe taken care of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also the same with multitasking, right? So... I've heard the sentence a lot. I'm a good multitasker. Hmm. I'm a horrible <laughs> multitasker. Yes. And and actually, I, I don't believe in a, in a thing such as multitasking, but I do believe in the ability to switch very quickly between two things. And some people are very good switching between multiple things. Hmm. And as, as better you are, the better you call yourself or the better you are a multitasker. Right. Um, the danger is just if you don't find closure, if, you, if you're if you not able to close a process, you have all these open processes mm. that you invested energy in. And as long they are not closed, you lack that energy. And, and, and maybe you have discovered this uh, or experienced this, that you feel kind of drained when a lot is going on. Or there's always this one thing on your to-do list that <laughs> you try to avoid. And you push it back, you push it back, you push it back, and it's it, it's getting dreadful, and you feel how it uh, like gives you bad mood, or and then you do, you just finally say whatever, let's do it. You do it, and you're you're so happy, and you feel like wow, I I I could make air jumps, I could go work out now, and and suddenly you feel energy came back. So that's that's 
the case with cycles and and, and processes mm. that a closed process will give you back energy that you invested in the beginning to even start it and so in our case with the emotional side as well as with the practical side we came back saying we're loose ends mm -hmm. we're open processes how many can we take care of and what needs to be taken care of first so we can actually have more energy for the ones that are still open absolutely Does that make sense? yeah and i think so one of the things that was super helpful for us was in our house we made a ginormous to-do list I love a good list. I love to see everything on the wall. I love to check it off. It's that closing of the circle for me. It's like, okay, we did that. Check, 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 check. If I talk about a list with Uli, he, he's like rolling his eyes I'm at me. I'm like, okay, Liz, if you really need that stuff. But every I can time. Work with the list. Yes. Gosh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then secretly, you know, I'm the one who's just thriving. Yes, thriving on the list. On the list. He's like, <laughs> check, check, check. I did it. Because oh, I know. I where think we it's are. for me. It's like, oh, if we make this list, I actually need to get to work, you know, <laughs> and I actually, I actually need to deal with closure. And okay. Yes, we at go. week six, I was like, you will start packing. <laughs> so I think that is where it comes to, yeah, our practical side of just what it meant to move. I think when, if you've never moved internationally, I think you're only thing that you can compare it to is a time in your life in which you've moved and maybe that was down the street or to a different neighborhood or a different state or somewhere yeah across country and every time you move I think everybody can agree even if you're just taking a suitcase or your whole home it's stressful it's something new it's it's that to-do list but what it felt like for us with moving internationally was like shutting down our entire lives and then starting them back up again. So it was literally breaking down every aspect of our lives from our house to our work to insurances and and our phones and everything like this, like letting go of them and then having to figure them out again in a different country. And that was... It was exhausting, but it was also, it was a way for us to really understand this season, this life here is coming to an end. And so the first thing that we had to do was we had to make the decision what stays and what goes and, and also what do we let go of. Mm -hmm. And that was brutal for us because it wasn't just about Uli and I, it was also about our daughter Bobe. And there was that time where when we looked at our, our whole house and we were like, let's just burn it all and we, go. We married Kondo the schnitzel out of it. <laughs> Everything. No mercy. Nothing brought us joy. And that was definitely when we were still in that bitter place. I would pick something up and like Uli said, it was just like a trigger for me of like, oh, I got this here and I don't want it. I don't want to take that with me. But really, as we went through that process of, of closure and, and, and getting to a healthy place, we were able to look at everything in our home and go, you know, could we actually take stuff with us and should we? And I think what was, what was big for us was so many people were saying, you can just buy a, a new sofa or you can just, you know, buy a new bedroom set for Bobe or her toys. You can do that over again, sell it and go. Well, the practical side of that is, I don't know if you've ever tried to sell used things, but you don't get the same amount of money that you put into them back. You might, you might get, you might get half 
Maybe. Yeah, and then you still need to come up with the other half on the other end of the move, right? To buy the same thing again. Or you just get something... Not as nice. Not, not as nice. So you, you have the, the option, do I throw it away? Do I sell it? Or do I take it? And then we were in the middle of a pandemic. And I think after trying to sell five things where people were coming over in their masks and, and trying to stand like on Germany, like 20 feet away from you. And and I, this one lady literally like threw her cash at the at the front door and asked me to, you know, put the furniture on the other side of the door and then let her get it. Well, maybe she had Corona. Maybe, maybe well, she knew she has oh it. Oh, my you know? gosh. Goodness. Jeez. Did you touch that money? <laughs> you did, didn't you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But that just got exhausting. And so that was the practical side of going, well, it's not, I mean, you know, it's not that easy to just sell everything. Yeah, and it's easy math if you go through the things in your head, how much it would cost you to buy them again. You're quickly at a at a budget where you can afford a container. Right. And that's where we said, okay, should we actually take a container? And I think for me as a mom, the big, the big motivation was, was our daughter. Kids get really attached to their stuff. Bobe was really attached to her stuff and to her room. And I knew that moving was going to be just a huge thing for her. And to actually try and make that um, as easy for her as possible and to bring her stuff, I knew that that would be just really, really important for her. So we mm. made the decision to get a, a good size container and bring, I would say, like a third of our stuff. Well, and we, we started with like, what's the smallest size? You know, how many <laughs> boxes can we make fit? And all right, what do we really need? Okay, Bobe's room and the bikes. <laughs> okay, maybe My Bobe's, guitars. Bobe's room, the bikes and the guitars. Okay, maybe <laughs> Bobe's room, the bikes, the guitar. And that dining room. And and <laughs> <laughs> so suddenly uh, we realized, okay, it's 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 a bit more that we would like to take. Yeah. And uh, that we should take because uh, we wouldn't be able to get that in the States, you know. So right. uh, that uh, Parisian couch, which is not Parisian, but we, <laughs> we like to believe it is, uh, we might not get that in the U.S., you know. No, that's and, and it was it was going through everything and going what do we really want to take, what can stay here because there was ability to leave some things in Uli's family's home and then what do we just need to let go of? And so we decided to do a container and the number one question we always get was like how much does a container cost? Well, it's really hard to say because a container depends on two things, your size and your weight, actually three things and where you're co you're moving from. Um so They can range from anywhere from a few square feet, which is like around two grand, up to like a 20-foot container, which can be like 10 grand. And if you're moving a whole household, you might need one to two containers or even more. So, yeah, they can really range in different prices and what you're looking for. But try to keep your stuff as light as possible because then you can put more things in there that you want. So other and, it, and it's nice. They, you know, they come into your house. They pack the stuff up for you. They wrap it up. They bring it out. And trust me, I have moved <laughs> so many. Times. I have moved thirteen times in the last ten years. Yeah. Yeah, I counted it, 
And Jeez. every move. What's wrong I, with us? <laughs> I had to, I had to do the move, you know? Yeah. And I'm talking about third floor in Germany, no elevator, you know? Yeah, um, which is really Having forced. a wife who's in love with old German furniture that you cannot <laughs> take apart because it doesn't even have screws. So here you are hauling so uh, like Frankenstein's monster up the third floor, you know? And, um, and so I was, th that was playing in my head when we talked about moving. You right. Know? And I was like, I, I don't think I can do it anymore like that, you know, especially not during Corona, emptying out a whole house by myself. Maybe, maybe one friend can come over, you know? Well, that was it. That was our issue was that actually only one person was allowed to come and help right. us move. And then it was days before the guys were supposed to come that they changed the lockdown restrictions. And we actually thought this isn't going to happen. This is going to work. But they were actually able to come. And the funniest thing was, so we were sitting there thinking we're going to have to like help them put everything in the boxes. But when they arrived, they were like, no, don't touch anything because actually to. legally we yeah. need to do it. So because we are the ones who are insured. Yeah, are insured. And so they were packing up everything, and Uli and I were just sitting in this one room for hours, like drinking what, coffee, what watching them. Oh, look at this! That's my couch. <laughs> oh, look at this guy. He's he's now carrying Frankenstein monster, and he's he's just having a hard time. Oh man, that feels good just to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> slurp, slurp. <laughs> well, the thing that we were told over and over again is when you pack, make sure there's no liquids, there's no chemicals, and there's absolutely no food. Because if there are these things, then when you ship over the container, you're going to get stopped at um, at the duty at the duty <laughs> at, at the duty at the duty. No, you're thinking about the duty free, no? At the at the customs. <laughs> at the customs. Yeah. Everyone just had a moment there. So I'm sitting there going, "Okay, we're fine. I got rid of you know pretty much all of our food. It's already packed up. We're good to go." But I had you know I'm hospitable and so these men were coming into my house and I thought okay let me just put out some pastries put out some coffee and put out some sugar and I put out the sugar and my little sugar bowl that I was planning on you know just bringing like tossing at the end and so they packed up everything and I said hey guys do have you had a you know a chance to have some coffee yet and they said oh no 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 let's have a little coffee break and they go in the kitchen and they said do you have any sugar and I looked on my counter and my sugar bowl was gone. And I said, there was a little white bowl here full of sugar. And the guy said, oh, I packed that. I thought that was part of the kitchen. And I was freaking out because I was like, we're going to get stopped. We're going to get taxed. Nothing's going to go through because of the sugar. sugar. And for six weeks, all I was thinking about was that sugar bowl. I found it. Yeah, we found it when we arrived in Atlanta. We opened our box and there was the sugar and made it all the way over and you know the thing is also we we had to pack so we had different categories we had sell shred bring it to storage in mm -hmm. the u.s mm -hmm. bring it to the new apartment in the u.s and leave it in germany at my parents place right so it wasn't just just take everything and bring it to the next place it was it was very structured and planned through and uh, I now I still don't know where what is like I don't I 
<laughs> I, I don't know if certain things are in storage in Germany, in the U.S. I don't know. Right. Uh, and, I, and it will be like Christmas one day where I'm like, oh, I, I forgot about this, you know. Um, but uh, it, it was it was uh, enjoyable to just go through this process, uh, working with people yeah. and finding solutions, especially during Corona times that uh, made made this whole thing work. Right. So when it comes to also practical sides of moving internationally, things that just you have to think about that you might not realize have to be changed are everything from, I mean, there's the practical stuff, like you're not getting into that country without a visa. And we talked about this in in the whale episode, but Uli needed to get a green card just to be able to go and the process of having to, to get that and apply for that. And then we had to um, we had our car. We had to get rid of our car. We had to sell our car before we could go. We had to let go of our house. We had to let go of our yeah. phone. Like pretty much every time I I got a uh, a bill or a ma- mail in um, like a letter in the mail, mm-hmm. I made sure I immediately went to the computer and to my phone to contact the company or the person who sent this letter right and let them know hey this is going to happen because i knew there is so much you don't I, think about i will forget yeah, somebody absolutely so for three months i played this game i went to the mailbox i went to also my email inbox i checked what came in and if there was anything that was important i immediately responded to them hey fyi we are moving, so please mark this date because we will have this address. And it's so many things. It's like you have to just unsubscribe to all of your right. things that are in that country. Like they don't just turn over, you know, your your Amazon accounts, your Netflix accounts. Actually, that turns over. But, you know, all these different things that you, you think that you've subscribed to and they're in, in that country and that no longer is going to just transfer over. Right. Um, and your phones, I mean, your car, your health insurance – your car insurance, and then that was such a bummer. We got to the States and our car insurance, it was basically like starting back over again as like 16-year-old drivers because we had no driving record here. Yeah. It was like, you do not exist. You must you, be a terrible driver. Start from scratch. Oh, that was so hard. <laughs> but uh, it's it was also a very positive experience how easy things were and how um, how people were helping us to get things streamlined and so this this giant mountain this mammoth mm. uh, actually turned into a a nice journey enjoyable journey because we we met people that were able to help us on the way to get things figured out so um, that really took a lot of anxiety away for me to, right. to just call somebody or ask somebody and they, they were a, able to show me a solution or, oh, this is, we do this all the time. Oh, no problem. You know, I, I actually encountered it more than I thought. Um, I have another very practical advice mm-hmm. is um, the more space you have, the more stuff mm-hmm. you will accumulate. Right. And I remember when moving meant for me to have two suitcases (laughs) and my pillow and I just throw it in the back of a minivan and that's that's moving right Right. Uh, and I remember those times and and as you know life went on 
we got married, we got kids, you know, uh, got a dog. Our, our space we lived in grew. And the amount of crap <laughs> <laughs> that, that you acquire over the years yeah. gathered yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. It was just uh, plywood boards or art supplies <laughs> that they were always stored somewhere in the garden house, in the basement, in the attic, because you might use it later or hey i think we can make something out of oh this. yeah artists are like the worst you orders know? or hey i think uh, let's not throw this out yet i'm sure we will need this later so why don't we just hide it in the most tucked away and hidden place we can't imagine the garden shack you know <laughs> and it was bad like the amount of stuff that we brought to the trash place was in insane i mean the guys know us now by first name at the trash place. I got a job offer. <laughs> like, hey, you want to work here? Because it seems like you're here every day, you know? Um. But I think I think to, to round that, like, I think that going through that experience and realizing the amount of stuff that you accumulated that were treasures and then crap and, and forcing yourself to deal with it and letting it go and getting rid of it. And then also saying, no, this is still precious to me. I'm taking it with, with me was part of our journey of really properly and healthily like closing out our season in Germany. And I think that was when we physically got engaged with letting go of things is when also we emotionally got engaged. And I think that was really good for us mm -hmm. um, to just have that experience of I am I'm letting this go so I can grab onto something new. And that was that was a good process for us. Right. And I yeah. And so to close up with the practical side of things, um the last thing that we always get asked, how on earth did you move your pet internationally? And one of the things that we really fought for was to bring both our pets. Yeah. So I had to buy a real big hoodie and I just told them I gained some weight and it's moving because I have some weird digestive issues um, and that worked pretty well. What are, what are you even trying to say? I hit Fritz under my ah, pillow, okay. under my, my hoodie. Okay. Yeah, so we have a dog, Fritz, and we have a rabbit, Harold. And no, we did not just throw them underneath our our hoodies although that would have been easier um it's actually very complicated to move pets internationally and it can be extremely expensive in normal times and it is almost impossible during covid times so for months beforehand we fought to be able to bring both our pets and it was impossible for us to to bring harold our rabbit he didn't make the cut he did not make the cut i seriously contacted 20 different airlines and nobody in Europe was taking what they considered a rodent. So we so we had to keep or let Harold stay um, with Uli's cousin on a farm with a bunch of other rabbits. He's well, now in, in, in like rabbit paradise land. Pretty sure he's happier there than with us. Let's just, let's be honest. Um, but with Fritz, there was one place that we could go we tell us to make feel make yes feel to make better. ourselves feel better so we stop <laughs> crying um so fritz we got him registered um as an esa dog 
Um, and that was a process of actually getting him properly registered. Don't worry, we didn't go around any corners. We actually went through the process and we got him registered. And then we found out that in order to go with an ESA dog, you have to go on a direct flight. And that meant we were going to have to go to the only place in Europe that was taking direct flights with ESA pets, which was Amsterdam. So we ended up having to drive before our flight eight hours to another country to fly out of Amsterdam direct. But it was great once we got on the plane because nobody was in our our flight and Fritz just had the whole road to himself. He didn't have to be um, in a carrier box. He was able to just lay on on the floor by our feet and he made it. So if you don't have a registered ESA dog, yeah. which most people don't, then you're gonna have to find an airlines that does a cargo pet, which our dog wasn't legally Fritz, allowed Fritz, to. Yeah, that's important to say. Yeah. We, had, we had to go this route because Fritz is a pug, Yeah, so he has no nose. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when you put a pug into uh, the cargo bay, yeah. uh, he not might safe. not he might not make it because I guess air pressure is different there or yeah I don't know. But pugs have issues breathing and the cargo bay is not as safe as the passenger's cabin. Right. So therefore, we had to go the route that Fritzen had to be with us all the time so. and we had to do esa because he was two kilos too fat to be considered <laughs> as a lap dog he had two rolls too too many i told him to stop eating that german cake but he was just following his master yeah well i could i couldn't stop him you know i, I would i would have felt like i am a, hypo, a hypocrite you know yeah like, of course of course so we we brought fritz we made it here and it's been Months of just a lot of checking off boxes, closing circles, and really bringing our season in Germany to an end. And I remember our last couple of days, they were such precious because Uli's family, they made us this incredible um, meal. I was our last meal together. And... They were, everyone was super emotional and giving each other letters of goodbye letters. And I remember telling Uli there's the two hardest letters I've ever written in my life was to both of our mothers. The mo the letter I wrote to my mom when I told her, I'm going to stay in Germany. I'm going to live here with Uli and, and this is going to be home. And the letter I had to write to Uli's mom um, which was saying, I know for 10 years you've you've been waiting and, and, and fearful of, the, of this moment that we would move to the States. But in that moment, my mom unpacked her nunchucks and <laughs> unleashed hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everybody, they really sent us off and they it yeah. was just this parade of of just letting us go and joy. And it was such a wonderful way to close that season and and that's how we feel about our season in germany right and i think at this point it's also important to say we we installed um we installed some strategies and some uh, tools in order to to still keep the relationship alive right right so uh 
Of course, things need to be brought to a closure. It's important to not just keep something open for the sake of feeling better, but then the reality later on is, um, is, is not reflecting what you were planning for or hoping for. Um, like maybe you have a great time at a seminar and at the end of it, you, you tell everybody, okay, let's stay in touch, you know, but you don't stay in touch and then you feel bad about it because the reality is you just said that in order to make everybody feel better. Mm. So it's important to, to bring things to a healthy closure. But then with, with family and friends, we, we actually were also challenged to come up with some installments that allow the relationship to stay alive and, right. and to really stick with it. So we made sure, hey, hey, mom, every Sunday, let's have a video call, right? Or, right. hey, family and friends, uh, there are great online games we can play together, you know? So let's all agree on one and make it happen. And so we also did that in, in order to make sure there is still a continuous, ongoing relationship and connection and, and communication happening. Right, which will lead us in to the part two of this segment of moving internationally and culture shock, which our next episode will be all about what happened when we moved to America and how did we deal with the change and the culture shock and everything that we experienced through it. And Uli is also going to do change, change and change. <laughs> Uli is also going to do a coaching session on closure and practical ways for you to walk through different seasons of your life with closure as well. Yes, we will look a little bit more in the coaching episode uh, at, at what is a gestalt, what is a cycle, what's a process, and what are the different steps and what are good ways to bring it to, to, to an end, to, to closure. Yeah. That's right. So we're going to leave you guys with thinking about all the different circles in your lives that you need to close off and... Hopefully you guys have also some practical ways of doing that as well. So until next time, stay wild and free. Live as lions. Bye.